girl unique love bka buttercup bka baby bop we are recording live from the best city brick city in new jersey i have with me my best friend simone loud staring at me like i'm crazy what's up welcome to jersey baby <laughs> yo i didn't even get to introduce myself like that was the longest introduction you've done <laughs> Since we've started Truth Carpet, like, where did that energy come from? Wait, I know what it is. It's me. Yeah. You trying to show out because I'm here in person right in front of you because we know for a fact we are not recording from the best city ever. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. We're not in Oakland, so. But. but the energy is coming because I'm happy to, like, I'm, li this is weird. Like, it's not weird, but it's weird. Like, you're really in front of me. I can touch you. I can Stop. <laughs> I can feel you like it's one thing to feel your energy and see you on like Zoom, but like oh my god, like we're drinking the same drink from the same bottle. Oh my god, yes. this is so cool. <laughs> oh, this is like oh, this is a different type of energy, different type of vibe, different type Bro, of just. Look at the carpet. This is our truth carpet. Right, it's our chupa carpet. Chup, 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 chupa carpet. <laughs> <laughs> truth carpet for the day. Oh my goodness, my lips got entangled. All right. Your lips got it. <laughs> anyway, so aside me, aside from me being excited to see my best friend, I am in good health. I thank God for being alive and just getting through this week with my best friend. But how do you feel? How are you feeling today? I'm excited. I feel wonderful. I feel like the way that life is right now, aside from the craziness of the pandemic and these crazy weather that we have been having and yeah. also the fires back home. Life is still good as far as like for me personally and ensuring that my mental and physical health is intact and constantly praying and meditating yes. and making sure that me and those around me are aligned with what we have coming into our lives. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But yes, this is exciting. Oh my God, this is like a whole different vibe that we've never had. Whew. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So, Simone, you know, I never do it well. I'll leave it to you to give them the show rundown. All righty. Well, since it's my job, let me go ahead and give it to you. So today on episode nine of Truth Carpet, we are going to start, of course, with the dorm story, talking about the most difficult course that we took while at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. Then we're moving on to Sweet 223, where Yaya will be reciting Pursuant. And then we'll be moving on to our hot topic for the day. And we're going to be talking about the stages of dating that we found on a couple of different websites giving you stages one two three and four and our opinions of them then we're going to be scrolling on down to our scenario segment where we have a scenario for you in regards to dating and then last and of course not least we're going to give you the announcements that you do not want to miss out on period period all right you ready to move on to dorm stories Let's do it, baby. Oh, that's what I said last week. Like we never did before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moni. What was your most difficult course taken at the illustrious Clark Atlanta University? Without a doubt, it had to be biology. Mm. Which is crazy because I thought it was going to be econ or accounting. But I passed those with flying colors. I got an A in both. And I took them at the same time, by the way. Hello. <laughs> pat myself on the back. Ooh, you pat, you can pat me on the back. Oh, this is so exciting. Hmm. Anywho, um, hardest course was biology. And the main reason for me was because the class was entirely too big. The class was too big for me. And biology was already a hard subject. How many people were in your class approximately? 
It had to be at least 100 people in that class. Okay. It was one of those, like, dome classes where you can enter from the top or hey, the bottom. Hey, that was mine, too. <laughs> that I was in, yeah. With the big board at the bottom. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It was it was hard for me to learn. The teacher was going too fast. I felt like it was hard to answer questions, and I wasn't used to that type of environment. Because yeah. in high school, biology was easy. It was a breeze. I got to college, and I was like, why are so many people in this class? That was the largest class that I had. And I was like, for it to be a science class, I was just like, mm-mm. So I took a W. <laughs> I didn't fail. Oh, you withdrew. From I the withdrew class? from the class. I just I couldn't keep up. So I decided, oh, I'm just gonna take it in the summer. Took it in the summer and still got a D. <laughs> I dang. Still, and I was she like, got a D for dang. <laughs> <laughs> I got a D and I had the option of going back in the fall sophomore year and taking it again. I was like, you know what? I I can't. I'm not. I just chucked it up and took that D. I just. no pun intended but i took a d on that course and overall it affected my gpa in the end which by senior year i regretted i was like dang i probably should have tried to take the course again but hey you know what i still graduated well i think it was like a 3.5 or something like that so Mm. it was still okay but it would have been just a tad bit higher if i didn't get a d in biology yeah this course was the same for me biology which was crazy, too, because I felt like I did well in school, um, in high school. But it was never a class that I loved, like, 100%. I couldn't stand any science course except physics. Everything else was trash. Everything else was not for me. Um, so I took the class, and I didn't think to withdraw because I was like, okay, my friends are in this class, you know. I thought we were studying the same or whatever, so, okay, whatever, I'll just skate through this. Nope, my friends passed, and I did not. I got a D, um, and I went to speak with my advisor, and that was a no-no. Like, you can't have a D on your transcript, so I had to um, retake that course the next semester. And um, that was the only class that I felt like I was in, and a professor didn't even know me. Like, my other classes were small, maybe Mm -hmm. like a max of... 30 max 30 I also came from a high school where there was like 20 of us that graduated in a graduating class so our classes were um 15 of us in one class together so I've grown up with these small classes um like one-on-one opportunities to learn and everything so biology was just not for me period and then I didn't also have that like extra opportunity and did I go to studying sessions no I did not go to study <laughs> session I didn't even try to help Yo myself fuck. right so I did um I'm gonna be point blank honest with y'all I did I went back to PC and I was like yo like how did y'all grasp it grasp this what tools did y'all use to pass because she was the friend that I was in the first time I took it mm-hmm. she's like girl the test online so I went online and I searched the test and I skated and I got me my B. My B, I think I got a B plus or something and passed yeah, the class. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't want to, you know, do exactly what the test online said. It'd be obvious that I was cheating. So I ain't like, you know, <laughs> get A plus. But we ain't even had pluses. Sorry. We only had A, B, C, D, F. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I skated through biology and I hated biology. Oh, look at that. We had the same difficult course. Same course that we hated. Mm-mm. I'm glad I only had to take one science course because if I couldn't do biology, I for damn sure know I wouldn't have been able to do chemistry. Mm-mm. No, Say thank you. Everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We are going to dive into our next session, which is sweet two, two, three. Yes. All right, y'all, so in this section of Sweet 223, Yaya, a.k.a. my best friend, will be reciting Pursuant from Volume 2 of Love Loud Poetry. Pursuant. I'm scrolling through our messages, trying to peep where the best of this was birthed. This whole situation we got. Mind is boggled, stomach untying is nuts. Come on, I message, load. I'm striving for the top. When did this rotate and you begin to put in work to pursue me? (laughs) I'm feeling myself falling for you. I'm trying to grasp the clue of what it is that I had to do to have you do all that you had to do to win me over. Heart's no longer cold or no longer am I hiding behind this boulder which made me feel secure. Or so I thought. 
For so long, I fought to keep things at bay and remain friends. And now I'm bae? But so are you. Scrolling my thumb through our DMs, fighting to grasp a clue of what I did to get you to do all the things that you've done to get me to be your boo. When did we switch from being just cool? How do we jump into conversation about where we went to school and how often we work out? What I do for work and how often you have doubts? Your desires and your passions and the beauty you found gazing into my eyes? And how I'm looking for true love and done with dealing with random guys? How to switch from seeing you at that function and hoping you be at this to interlocking fingers and sharing our first kiss or being associated to wanting to commit or speaking randomly about this post and that in our DMs, text threads, Facebook, and Snapchat? How do we leave our virtual existence and end up face-to-face? Phones tucked away when we coexist in the same place. I'm scrolling through our threads attempting to comprehend How we grew from strangers to being, well, this. (laughs) How did it? Yes, yes. Come through poetic vibes. I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you. All right, so you already know you got to give the people what they want. We want to know the inspiration behind pursuing did you have a muse did it just come off the top of the dome were you inspired by a movie let let us know <laughs> a movie <laughs> um i did have a muse i remember uh clearly one night i was sitting in my room this is when i was dating this guy and i was just like i literally was scrolling through my dms my text messages my like all the messages snapchat before we were booze and during like the whole get up from being booze, friends, all that stuff, like, yo, like, we were literally just associates. Like, we were literally just cool where we would see each other at events and say hi, dance together, whatever. Or, like, he'll randomly um, comment on my Snapchat or comment on my um, post on Instagram. And now I'm calling you boo, and you're, like, you call me boo first? Like, what's going how on? How that happen? Yeah, like, how did, how did it switch? But it was, like, a comfortable switch. Mm-hmm. At first, it was, like, a little weird, like, is it okay if I like you? Like, we we just supposed to be cool. But at a certain point, it was like, yo, I think I'm liking this transition. So I literally was sitting up one night thinking these things. But, of course, I had to put a spin on it to make it rhyme and to make it flow like that. But... I did have a muse, and that was a, a real situation of me, like, wondering, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I resonate with that poem because it's, it's real. It's, it's no imagination to that at all. Every line is legit. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, yeah. You ain't have to make up nothing for that piece. <laughs> Love it. Love thank it, you. darling. That's one, actually one of my favorite uh, poem of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I like how it flow and I like the I like the subject. Because it's real and it's true in regards to dating somebody and going from one and going into the next and then the next stage and just trying to see, okay, we started here. Where is this really going? Mm-hmm. Okay, since you want to pursue me so, <laughs> so much, you know, you ain't letting the sister go. Right. Where, where is this going? Right. And and I see what you just did there, ma'am. Yes, I see what you just did there. So, I hope you enjoyed my poem, Pursuant. And we're going to switch on to the next segment. Which is... <clears throat> Hot Topics. Ooh. That was off. You want to... Can we run it back one more time? Bring it down a little bit. Just a little bit. <clears throat> I got a little excited. Okay. Hot Topics. <laughs> Topics. All right, y'all. So in this segment of Hot Topics, we are talking about the stages of dating from stage one all the way down to stage four. And the information that you will hear is combined between the RelateInstitute.com and MentalHelp.net. So let's jump into stage one, which is the initial meeting and attraction, a.k.a. exchanging of contacts. 
So dating relationships have to start somewhere. The initial meeting may take place over the internet through friends in a church or social group at a party or a bar or any one of a myriad of many different places. Different arenas for meeting allow for different opportunities to get to know each other and see if there is enough curiosity or interest to take it to the next level, which would involve arranging a second or a third meeting. So stage one, what are your thoughts? The thing that stood out to me is basically this is the meeting phase and trying to decipher um, if you want to exchange contact information with the person. So with hearing that, I automatically think dang I remember back in the day where I was totally against dating apps like I don't want to meet my man on a dating app (laughs) and the reason honestly why I thought that is because I couldn't imagine me bringing Bay home or to like places where my friends are introducing him and saying y'all met on a dating app yeah like oh (laughs) I met him on tinder I met him on coffee meets bagel like to me that felt weird yeah to say and I remember at one point I did have a conversation I don't know if it was a cousin or a friend and they were like well you don't have to say you met on the app you can say where y'all first date was like we met at a coffee shop and I was like okay which should still technically be true nah like I don't know who on these websites so it just seemed really off but it was more so like it didn't seem socially acceptable Mm. But now that I am on a dating app, I don't know if it's because of maturity, my age, like what it is, but it seems it seems to be deemed more socially acceptable. But it always starts with like me saying something about, oh, I'm on Hinge or I'm on this, and they're like, yeah, me too. <laughs> or, or like, <clears throat> I would um, I've come across maybe five or ten guys who I know in real life and I'll like their profile just so they can know like I saw your profile friend right yeah. <laughs> I know you on here too <laughs> right but like so now I am I already said it now I am okay with having um being on a dating app and I have had some matches and I had a few dates or whatever um but I still would prefer like if I had a preference I, was, I would prefer to meet my person um at like a the gym Going for a walk at the grocery store, doing laundry, like everyday things, a friend's gathering. Mm-hmm. That's what I imagine. That's what I would like to meet my significant other. But if it doesn't go that way, obviously, that's fine. The problem that I've run into with meeting people in person is that I, not on purpose, have the resting bitch face. Mm. And I've been told this. By people who were attracted to me and they became a friend, like, or they were like, somehow later in the night they gained the courage to say something to me. And I've been told this by a coworker, like, to the point that I told my coworker, let me know. So she'll be like, You doing it? <laughs> you doing it? And I'm like, I don't feel right it. Right now? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't feel it and I'm not meaning to do it. So please let me know so I can start to recognize that I'm doing it. But it's either I'm. I come off mean, so the guy thinks that I'm attracted and want to talk to me, but he think I might snap. Or then I also had it on the other end where the guy says, you seem like you already taken. Whatever that means. How you seem, how do I seem like I'm already taken with no ring on my finger? What? what, what exactly. <laughs> whatever that means. I don't know if it's a line that they give or whatever, but whatever that means. I remember I went to one event and one of my girlfriends was like, oh, you came here looking like a whole wife. I did look good. I, I, I did that. Like, you I came looking taken. Yes, I looked, I looked good, but bro, like, shoot your shot. You don't know if I'm taking or not if you don't ask. Maybe that was his line. Maybe that was the best thing he could come up with at the time. You look like a whole wife. That is true. Like, maybe, like, maybe his whole wife line was like, you know, a whole snack. You like a whole <laughs> A whole snack. <laughs> but, you know, he was like a wifey snack. You know what I'm saying? So that was like the best thing he could come up with at that moment. He was just so That's mesmerized true. by your style and your grace. And he was like, ooh, there's a possibility I could put a ring on it. That's you true. know what I'm saying? That's true. But for me, now hearing you say it, okay, I'll <laughs> take that point. But probably too, it was just like, so because you're assuming that I'm taking, you don't want to come and say anything to me. Okay. So aside from that um, and the hiccups, I'm naturally a flirtatious person. And this could go for, like, if I see you as a friend or if I see you as interesting. I don't naturally, I don't mean to flirt with people um, who like friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I've been told that such and such told me that you were trying to flirt with him. And this person said it too. And I was like, ew, like, what? I wasn't just being, I was just being nice. Yeah, I was being (laughs) nice to you. Like, I I don't even think you're hot. Like, I think you're cool. I want to be your friend, but I'm not. 
flirting with you, flirting with you, now you will know if I'm flirting with you. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm a social butterfly by nature. So mm-hmm. I like I enjoy people's company. I'm the <laughs> slap on the knee kind of girl or whatever. Oh, see, like, that's why I think you flirting because you touching on them. Well, <laughs> I don't touch them like, <laughs> like that all like groping and stuff. Like I may like... I don't know. We maybe we should bring them on the show and ask them. I'm like, do you laugh and lean? Like you be like, ha ha ha, and they're like, like a little tap. Like, oh, you're so funny. But not like <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna put a camera on Yaya one day and see how she does it. Cause I I genuinely don't feel like I'm flirting with them, but they take it as I'm flirting. Hey, with physical them. touch go a long way. You never know. But it don't be like that. I don't know. Whatever. We're gonna we're gonna do this experiment and see how it goes. <laughs> But yeah, I just be like, no, 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 not you. I don't like you. I like your friend. <laughs> I like the other Sorry, person. yeah, wrong, uh, wrong vibes. Yeah, wrong vibes. <laughs> oh my gosh, what about you? So, I'm a weirdo when it comes to being attracted to someone. It's just like, I can have casual conversations. I can talk. Mm-hmm. You know, we can chop it up. We find out we have things that's, you know, um, similar in our, our likings and interests. But when I see somebody, I'm like, oh, I want to pursue him. I'm not as talkative no more. And it's just Uh something in me. I'd be like, I can't just walk over there and be like, hey, you know, I just wanted to come tell you that you are a very handsome man. And I would love to go to lunch with you one day if you would let me have your number and we can link at some point. That's a I nice feel, line. I know. I feel like a guy would love that, but there's a part of me that's I just love like, that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like <laughs> there's just a part of me that's just like, oh, girl, mm-mm, don't, mm-mm, don't do it, girl. You're going to get shut down. Mm-hmm. So that's just like the shy part of me, but I'm really like a very, I'm a social and I'm an outgoing person after warming up for about 15, 20 minutes and observing the environment but because <laughs> sometimes somebody has to walk up to me and break the ice at times yeah, but me too. depending on the environment so it like one time I did actually build up the confidence and walk up to a guy but we were we sparked a conversation like we were having a good time throughout the night so I just you know I was like hey you know I would love to keep in contact with you you know maybe hang out outside of this event mm-hmm. you know you go girl you go for doing that he shot me down shot me down and I thought I was smooth I thought it was cool I thought it was I really thought he was gonna give me his number but he was open and honest he told me how you know what if you give me your number you text me you most likely not gonna hear back from me I have so many text messages I have yet to return and he shows me in his phone Uh a ton of text messages that he hasn't returned from females and I was just like oh Okay, well, I, pr- I appreciate you being honest. Like, yeah, I'm not really looking for nothing right now. I'm like, damn, I wasn't asking <laughs> for us to get married and have babies. I just wanted to hang out. Like, mm-hmm. we could have just been friends. I feel like that's probably how guys feel, too. I was like, dang, this is what guys go through. And I have yet to <laughs> I have yet to try to pursue another guy after that. I was just like, eh. Well, you know, I wouldn't take that as a shutdown, though. Like, I would just take it as he told you from the get, like, I don't even want to waste your time. But I get... From you taking, you know, your 20 minutes to observe and then <laughs> you finally gain a vagina to go up to him and, and say, hey, what's up? You know, I'm feeling you. You feeling me? He's like, nah, shorty. I don't even respond to these other 50 girls. So I ain't even going to put your number in my phone. It's like, dang. So I was like, I appreciate. I really did. I appreciate the honesty. And I was like, dang, the one time, mm-hmm. the one time I decided, you know what? Let me just go ahead and act and offer it up. It's probably one day I will try again. Don't know when. But One day. let's not say that I won't. Because I, honestly, I prefer to be approached. I don't know. It's just something about a guy coming over and actually sparking a conversation. But it's like that initial interaction that I have with him mm-hmm. that tells me, all right, he seemed like he cool enough for me to go ahead and like continue this conversation and maybe down the line give him my number. Because mm-hmm. sometimes some guys will approach me and immediately I'm like, oh, hell to the naw. Your approach is just not it. Hey, yo, what's up? Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Mm-mm. You gonna give me your? You gonna give me them digits? You gonna give me your number? Can I get your number? Can you? You're not gonna ask me my name at least. No lie. I was walking down the street one day, and the guy was like, "Yo, take down my number." What? Why would I randomly like pull out my phone? Like, yeah, I got you. Shout your digits from across the street. I'm gonna call you right now. Like, absolutely not. No. I'm trying to holler. Literally. Clearly. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And some guys get offended when you tell them that you're not interested, mm-hmm. which is like, I just, oh, 
It's just something I just I don't I don't well, like that. Well, go ahead with your little dusty weave anyway. Nobody wants you. But you wanted me in the first place. That's why you tried to tried to get my number to begin with. Like, or were you just trying to see how many numbers you could get in a day? You ain't gonna get yes. no numbers with that attitude. Get out of here. What the fuck? I mean, woo. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Sorry, that struck a nerve with me. You <laughs> see. Um, but yeah, but it's really about the uh, initial approach. It's like how you approach me, how you speak to me. And how the conversation continues to determine mm-hmm. whether or not I'm even slightly attracted to you to be like, okay, cool, I'll give you my number. Because even when I give you my number, you may not make it so far through conversation. I right. may just block you. <laughs> hey, it happens. Some don't deserve to continue to be able to call my phone. That's true. The initial impression sometimes is a facade. Let's move on to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so stage two. Curiosity, interest, and infatuation, aka talking and casually dating. So, talking is when two people are not exclusive with each other, nor have established what they are as a couple, but have some sort of relationship. Talking is also described as the instance when an individual has a thing, quote unquote, with someone but lacks any sort of commitment. Now, couples generally do not have much conflict at this stage of the cycle as each is really trying hard to impress the other person. Often, not always, there is not enough, is this the right person for me? But rather more, what can I do to make this person like me? This stage may last for three or four months depending on the individuals and their maturity, experience, and self-understanding. Towards the end of this stage, and hopefully at other times throughout it, It is not unusual for questions of, is this the right person for me, to emerge. For women especially, there may also be a desire to figure out where the relationship is headed. Girl, I know you are ready to dive on in to this one. Like Trey songs. (laughs) Dive in. Girl, (laughs) this one struck me because I'm definitely the person right off the bat wondering immediately. Where is this going? Like, well, how soon is immediately? Like, a day, a two, a week, two weeks? I can't say. A lot of my encounters with guys, like, even the last guy I encountered, mm-hmm. it was never like, you got my number today, and then we're talking after a while. It's like, I met him some months ago, or I met him some years ago, and then our acquaintanceship just triggered or turned into something else. Mm-hmm. So I can't really put a timestamp on it, but I know to me it feels immediate. Immediate, like after I feel like they're flirting with me, or I'm just like, what's going on? Like I thought we were just cool. I thought you ain't what no girl. Like what? What's? Happening? Oh, you switching it up? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, immediately for me, I start wondering like, where's this headed? I will say immediately, immediately, because even on these dating apps, some people I've learned are on there to sell their artwork or because they're bored. So what are your intentions? Mm-hmm. that's how I am and it may sound blunt but it is blunt shit like I want to know straight from the gate what your intentions are why are you here yeah <laughs> I start imagining like like just based off, based off of like their energy based off the conversations that we're having everything I start to to wonder would this person be a good fit to be on my arm mm. can they can I imagine them at game night with my friends. Can I imagine bringing them to my family gatherings or cookouts and things like that? Wondering if they would mix well, basically, with me. Like, different things like that. I can't help it, but I start to, like, foreshadow things. And um, can I really see myself with this person? That's mm-hmm. what I start wondering. Which may be why sometimes I end up butt hurt because I'm already fantasizing about what the possibilities are instead of just taking it day by day, especially, quote-unquote, early in this stage. Yeah. But this holds true to not just me, like, being physically attracted to somebody, but it's, it's physical attraction is based off of the conversations that he and I have, um, the consistency that he and I have with one another, and the excitement um, that I have for that person. Like, when I say excitement, I'm, I'm saying, I just text him, and I'm ready for him to text me back. I just <laughs> said tonight, I'm ready for that next conversation. Bro, like, our next date is such and such, but I'm, like, infatuated. Yeah, that's like, a good word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so also in this stage, many people are putting up their facades, mm-hmm. showing you what they want you to see um, in order to gain your interest and to, to lock it in. 
Like, okay, I want him to see the good parts or I want her to see the good parts. And that's why it's important to not give away your blueprint. Because if you tell him, I want a guy who does this, this, and this. Like, these are the things. Okay, girl, thank you for telling me the notes. That's what I'm going to show you. And it's easy for them. They can show you for two weeks if that's all they need is two weeks. They can show you for seven months. I've had a guy that I dealt with for seven months. For me, there's no time frame. And that's what triggered me. Like, we're listening to this. It says this stage says three to four months. Yeah. But it's hard to put a, a time stamp on things because I think a lot of things, um, a lot of other factors matter too. You just can't give and take three three to four months. But I think that matters because maybe they're saying three to four months because that mask typically comes off or, like, starts mm. to crack after yeah, the three yeah. to four months. Or if you're monogamously dating or just you and that one person are just seeing each other, yeah, um, then you... Like, you're taking it seriously if you're dating for that kind of purpose. So, it's like, okay, we, we vetted one another. It's been three to four months. Let's take it to the next stage. But if that person is seeing you, Sally, Mary, and Tamika, then it may take longer than three to four right. months because he's still trying to filter out Juggling and figuring out too. who wants yeah. But do then, really but then if you're that person that says, you know what? You take it too long. Your mask is coming off. Whatever it's the reason, then that could be a good filter. So maybe that is why they put the three to four months. Yeah, that's my take. What's yours, girl? The last time a guy even made it past the attraction stage to quote unquote talking to me was almost four years ago, and that's based on what I consider someone I saw myself potentially like dating and being in a relationship with. Okay, I've been on dates here and there with other guys, but it was never anything that went past two. Lucky if they went past one. Date? Dates. I just, when I'm sitting across from them and like having these conversations, I'm just sitting there like, I'm not feeling you at all. And I'm not going to waste your time by wasting your money and just continuing to go on dates with you just so I can eat. Mm-hmm. I can cook for myself. I can provide myself with a meal. Like, I'm not about to just keep going out with you. Just because you're taking me to nice places. Mm-hmm. There's even been dates where one in particular I'm sitting on the date with this guy, and all he did was talk about himself the entire time. And I'm like, how is it possible for you to sit across from someone and all you do is talk about yourself? I didn't know people like this was real. He on a date with himself. He on a date with himself, right. He just just brought me along just so he could have somebody (laughs) listen to him talk about himself. Thank you for the meal. The food was delicious. You're not going on another date with me. Matter of fact, go ahead and lose my number. I have no interest. I even had another guy on a second date within a month time frame that wanted to take me on a on cruise. A cruise. <laughs> he wanted to take me on a whole cruise within the next couple months. And I'm like, you don't even know if I'm going to be talking to you by that time. He's like, well, you never know what could happen. You don't either. He don't know if you're going to slice his throat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it wasn't going to take it that far, but really, like... You trying to take me out of the country on a boat in the middle of the water, not even knowing if we even going to make it past this date. Right. And we didn't because I felt like he was trying to move entirely too fast. fast. He was infatuated. I, he really was. I was like, you know what? This this is not going to work for me. I was trying to give it a chance. So, yeah, back to the last guy that I actually liked. <laughs> it lasted on and off for about six months before I had to cut ties because I felt like we had a really strong bond. We had general interest. We had fun together um, to the point where I even cooked a meal or two. You know, it was just kind of, it was just that vibe. But it wasn't a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so one day I came out and I asked, would you see yourself being in a relationship with me? He flat out told me, no, he doesn't see us going there. So, and, I, and I respected his answer. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I appreciate you being honest with me, you know, because you've been honest with me from jump. So, you know, I appreciate that. So, you know, I still, I tried to still be friends, but because I knew I wanted more down the line, I had to tell him, I can't do this anymore. You Mm -hmm. know, as much as I appreciate our friendship and I care about you a lot, I'm not going to be able to take that out of my mind. Right. I had to cut ties with him. And it was weird because after I cut ties with him and told him I had to let him go and he respected, he was like, you know what? Thank you for letting me know. You know, I appreciate you being a woman and, you know, let me know that you had to cut me off. For whatever reason... He was more attracted to me after I told him that I could no longer let this linger on. And he was still contacting me trying to, you know, he wasn't necessarily trying to pursue me, but he still wanted to be in contact with me because he was really attracted to me by the fact that I was able to, like, I guess stand up for myself. I don't know. I guess he wasn't used to women actually, like, telling him, like, look, 
because you told me what you said, I don't want to try to continue this. I just had to stop answering his calls. And then at some point it kind of like dwindled off. But I was like, I could not understand like how I became more attractive by telling you that this ain't going to work as a friendship. Because men like the chase. And that's a that's a whole nother topic, but it's the chase. Like, <laughs> okay, she ain't trying to let go. Let me get her to hold on. Because when, when they cut you off, they cut you off. But when you cut them off, exactly what you just said is what typically happens. So. I was like, I'm glad I let it go, though. It was not meant to be. It, it was not meant to be. Great friendship, though. We really had a really good friendship. But, it, yeah, I had to had to drop it like it was hot. <laughs> or not. <laughs> All right, so stage three is called Enlightenment and Becoming a Couple, a.k.a. exclusively dating boyfriend and girlfriend sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. That's uh, my favorite ad-lib. I was trying to... Go, is it? I don't know if it's bow or... Never mind. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so, during this stage of a relationship, hormones are calming down and reality sets in. Mm. Couples often go deeper in their connection. Trust is stronger and more intimacies may be shared at this stage as couples take away some of their best face, quote unquote, and allow themselves to act more naturally and relaxed. This is when the big question emerges even more strongly. Where are we headed? Women have a tendency to ask this question before men, even though both may be wondering about the answer to this question. Pushing for an answer, however, may cause real problems in the relationship. Each person needs to listen to their own inner voice and wisdom. It is important to talk over their thoughts and feelings with their partner while finding ways to keep from pushing for commitment. Woo! That was a mouthful. (laughs) My word, my word, my word. Alright, this stage is like where I'm like, what? Why am I just having this conversation about intentions, BK, where is this headed? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that, like I said earlier, the switch of it is I just said about intentions opposed to where is this headed. So it's just a different version of asking that question. But I do think, like, that should be something that we're asking in every stage. It shouldn't take past four months to finally ask that question. Because imagine after that four months... You ask that based off of the previous stages. And then the boy's like, no, nah, I'm just trying to kick it. Like, I'm just vibing. Like, I don't want no girlfriend. That's hella time that you just wasted spending with that person. So I just feel like that intention question or that where is this headed, it should be a check-in every so often that you're asking. And when I say a check-in, I don't mean like if I ask you on Tuesday, hey, you know, what's your intentions? Where do you see this going? And he answers or she answers. And then next week you ask again. <laughs> like, that's too soon. Like, if there's if you feel like you're thinking about that, the response that that person gave, and it's like, all right, I still don't feel like it's clear, or I'm still, like, having questions. Okay, you know, based off of our conversation that we had, I know you said X, Y, and Z, but I was hearing this. Like, I just wanted to revisit that. But right, don't become an understanding. An, right. Don't become an annoyance. Where you're rehashing this over and over again, because that could be a turnoff for a male or a woman. Right. Like you keep asking, like you're badgering me. Like I gave you an answer. Like right. you're asking me again. Right. <laughs> or especially from the get go, like I just met you yesterday. Why are you asking me over and over again? Like, okay, what are your intentions of dating or even exchange us exchanging numbers? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for something? Like just to make sure that we have the same interests, because then it could be something like a person might say, a man might say, you know, I'm dating with the intentions to find my wife. A woman might say, I don't even see myself ever getting married. Right. Why even jump into that situation? So, it doesn't matter the stage. You should always be asking that. All right. So, aside from that, just getting into if we're saying where are we headed, meaning like we've been dating for a while. We've been seeing one another. I feel like we're on a good path to start a relationship. Where are we headed? Like, where are we, what are we doing? While I can see myself shooting my shot initially <laughs> with the guy... I don't see myself, at least in this age, asking a guy to be my boyfriend. I honestly, honestly, like, looking back, I think that was instilled in me from people in my life. Whether it's friend, girlfriends in my life, guy friends in my life, or boyfriends that I've had. Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with one of my boyfriends from the past. I was like, you know, what would you say if I asked you to be my boyfriend? And they let me know, like, that's not your role. Mm. that's that's for leave that to me to do um and then 
girlfriends said the same thing and guy friends like no like chill don't ask him you need to let him ask you that's a that's a woman that's a man's job to ask you to be the girlfriend now if you want to shoot your shot ain't nothing wrong with a woman shooting her shot but as far as like taking things to the next level it's always seen for a guy to do those things but i i wouldn't judge anybody if the girlfriend was the initiator of saying you know, I, we had a conversation one day. I sparked it and I asked him if he would see if he could see us in a couple as a couple. And he said, "Yeah." And I asked him if he would be my boyfriend. He said, "Yeah." I don't see nothing wrong with right. that. But I think social social norms is for the guy to ask. I feel like the same thing goes for asking for the hand in marriage, but that's a whole nother subject. That's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother stage. <laughs> what about you with this uh, boyfriend girlfriend matter? Um. I for me it's a it's a little difficult to say because i've only made it to this stage once mm -hmm. and based off of what it is because i was in a relationship so young it's just weird so like i was in my first relationship when i was 17 it lasted for seven years mm -hmm. and the way that we hooked up it was like we were friends at first and then we finally had our first kiss and then after we kissed it was just kind of like well what is this <laughs> 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 what are, what do we do from here like i don't know i mean you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> I mean, that's, those weren't the exact words, but that's literally how it happened. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you want to be my girl now? Like, all right, sure, we could try it out. Let's... The shoulders and everything. <laughs> I mean, sure. And then that's just how we started dating. But I think also within that, like, we grew together over time. So even now when people find out that I've only ever been in one relationship, they're like, what? How is that even possible? Yeah. So they're even more surprised when they find out that I'm single now with no kids. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like and that's a whole nother thing also but i've been like happily single for seven years so i was in a relationship on and off for seven years but i'm happily single like for seven years so i've enjoyed building a relationship with myself which i've actually enjoyed more than actually being in a relationship mm -hmm. so since i haven't had enough experience in regards to this stage i know for a fact that we did not know how to speak to one another mm -hmm. and i think that also plays in the part of us being so young and growing with one another like over time of course we were getting to know each other we were each other's first everything mostly but i don't even see myself being in a relationship right now granted i'm sure it'll happen one day but i'm good right now i think as far as the good right now like for me i do want a relationship um i think for me, I said that this is the year for me to do two things. And one of those things was to give myself a chance to date and to, like, literally date. Like, not just get a guy's number and focus on him and be infatuated with just him. But get several guys' numbers, go out, enjoy myself, find it what it is that I like and I enjoy, and then hopefully end up with a, a partner. While that's exciting and it's, it is something that I genuinely want, it's also something that freaks me out mm -hmm. because I'm in my late 20s I haven't had a boyfriend since I was 26 years old what no 25 yeah I think 25 years old um and then before that my last real relationship was when I was 21 so I don't really have much experience and then even with those I have my own space I have my own everything like yeah. I, I still took care of myself I had never had a man pay my bills I never had a man I had to share space with it, clean up, like all these things. So at this age, and because I am dating for longevity, it, it kind of gets a little nerve-wracking. Like, yo, like when I do get a boyfriend and it does last, like I'm going to have to really care about this person. Right. I'm going to have to like split stuff. When I get married, I'm going to have to share a closet. Like, what the heck? I, I might have to call out sick because he's sick and I have to take care. Like, so all those things. I, I think it is something that I will be ready for when it comes. You know, like... I'm yeah. ready for it now. I'm ready for the beginning stages, and there's something I will grow to. Like, I'm sure if I love this person down, then I will be willing and ready to do all those other things. But it is something like, yo, I went 29 years and not had to do this, never shared a bedroom, never, like, right. had to do all these things. So this is going to be something different for me. And while I'm sure it's going to come with its challenges, I'm sure it's going to be exciting, too. Most definitely. Because I've already done that. I've shared a bedroom space. Mm -hmm. I've shared a bathroom. I've shared closet space. So, like, that part of me, like, I'm not even too 
concerned about. And I think for me, it was more so the journey of understanding who I am and what I want and what I deserve before I even think about having someone pursue me. Now, if someone just happens to pursue me and I'm like, okay, we got a good vibe. I give you my number. Mm-hmm. We'll see like where it goes. I'm not going to like just shoo it away yeah. like off bat. So, like, you know, things grow and happen over time. Right. But I know for a fact that I'm not, I'm definitely, I'm not looking. Yeah. I ain't looking for no man. <laughs> I think another thing, that, the, another thing that helped me grow was that my last relationship is something that came out of, I'm finally done with school. I'm ready to get a boyfriend. And it wasn't like, at that point, I didn't know what I really wanted. I just know I wanted to say I'm not single anymore. Like, or to be able to come to our get-togethers and have like my friends had their boyfriends. I want to have my boyfriend too. So that was something that this was the first person who showed interest. This was the first person who was consistent. Even though it was a few weeks, he was consistent. We were talking and everything. And as soon as that whole boyfriend girlfriend subject came up, I just jumped on it. It was like, yeah. And it didn't feel comfortable or whatever. So a lot happened in that relationship. <laughs> um and it ended up ending for its reasons, which if you read my blog you'll know. <laughs> um <laughs> Learning from that, like, just wanting a relationship just to say I have a boyfriend, that wasn't cool. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't worth all the headache and everything that it came from. But I can legitimate, legitimately say today that after going through that and seeing, you know, things that I do like and don't like with um, guys and I'm just not, I'm not ready to settle down with anybody. Like, the same way that the guy told you, nope, you see me ignoring these people, right. I have been telling people, like, mm, you know, I don't see this going anywhere. Or reverting from when I find myself flirting or something like that, like, just trying to make it clear. Like, the last guy, the last, last guy <laughs> who I went out <laughs> with, I was like, yeah, friend. Like, even trying something as that, like, as far as that, like, making it known, I don't see that, like, with us. Or just having that conversation, like, yeah. you know, I had a good time with you, but I don't see us, I see us as friends or whatever, but... This stage, I'm ready to go through these stages and see what happens, see what comes from it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think for me, too, I also want to mention, like, I feel like even though I haven't been on many dates as far as, like, dating a lot of guys or dating multiple guys at a time, I feel like I've been on enough dates and had the experience to know what I want. Yeah. So that's why I'm able to tell off bat between either one or two dates. Like, I'm not going to sit here and waste my time or yours mm-hmm. to even try to continue moving this forward or pretending as if I want to move this forward. Like, there's no reason to do that. I was like, maybe if I was, you know, a little younger, 21, 22, a young maybe, <laughs> maybe I would have considered still trying to make it work for whatever reason just to see, you know, oh, you know, I just want to see where it goes. I don't have time <laughs> to ignore the behaviors that you already have that I don't like for me to be like, uh, let me just look past this one thing or let me look past these three things. Let me just see where it can go. Yeah, no. No, thank you. I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stage four, commitment or engagement, a.k.a. seriously dating and putting a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring hey. on it. At this stage in a relationship, couples should have a good understanding of their partner's values, lifestyle, and goals for the future. There should be a relationship with each other's family and friends. Open and honest conversations should be happening as couples plan their present and future together. Questions about children, finances, careers, future goals, and lifestyle should be discussed more fully. Differences are normal and couples will learn about themselves and their relationship as they note how they handle these differences with each other. This is also an important stage for couples to use to evaluate the relationship and their ability to be part of an emotionally intelligent relationship. Engagements can be broken much more easily and can clearly be a better decision than getting married and divorced. Word, word, word. So I wholeheartedly agree with this stage in the points that the couples need to be open and honest with one another for all those factors that I said. When you think about spending the rest of your life with one another, you're sharing, you're becoming one. Mm. Even though some couples may have their own set of, like you have, you know, your married friends and all this other stuff, or your, your friends that you hang out by yourself. Or that some people have, you know, joint accounts and separate accounts, but 
you still are sharing a life with somebody. So in preparation for that, I don't want to become married with somebody and then find out you got a, a poor credit score. You don't want to have kids and I want to have kids. You don't like my dog, so I got to get rid of my dog because we live together. Mm -hmm. We don't have the same morals. Like, just all these things that matter in life. Yeah. Um, Those conversations should be had prior to getting married because then, yes, those things, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, can be cause for divorce. So at this stage, if this is a stage where we are seriously considering longevity and intertwining our families, we need to know about one another's credit score, the 5 to 10, the 20-year plan that we have for ourselves or that we see with one another. Mm -hmm. um, if we see ourselves living in this town, like if I met you in Jersey and we're living in Jersey now, do you want to have our kids here? Are you planning to move to North Carolina right. or Atlanta? Like, what happens if... Um, there's a career change and somebody has to move to Cali. Are we both moving to Cali? Are you willing to up and move? If I, like, I'm the woman, so if my job changes, are you willing to move? I know I'm willing to move for you, but is it reciprocated? Right. Um. Do you want to birth children? Do you want to adopt? Like, for me, I know that's a tough subject. Like, I, I remember this one guy who I was interested in, and he was interested in me. We were texting one another all of the time, but for this conversation, we picked up the phone, and he was like, yeah, I definitely see myself fostering. Like, I see myself as a foster parent. He gave his reasons, and they were valid because of his upbringing, and that was something that his family did, and he wanted to do that. Like, so, like, to, solely being a foster parent or, like, having kids plus being a foster parent? Both. Okay. And then I was like, you know, I come from a family where people were adopted, and it was a struggle for me as a person who was the biological child. Mm -hmm. um, and then dealing with the children who are adopted like that was a battle and I'm not sure if I feel comfortable with fostering or adopting these are the conversations that you should have because it's going to impact you yeah in your future that's why you have to talk because I think a lot of it in regards to choosing to love someone it comes with a lot of compromise mm -hmm. like sometimes you're going to do some stuff that you may not necessarily like to do but because you care about the person that you're with you are willing to either sacrifice or change something right change something that you're already doing in order to you know make your person happy and in turn in return they will be doing the same thing for something else that you would need yeah as a partner and if they're not then you know they ain't the one right hence why it says that engagements can be broken but much more easily than a marriage or a divorce because mm -hmm. that's a lot more paperwork and a lot more hardships and things that you got to think about and deal with in dealing with that trust me i know i have ended an engagement okay <laughs> it was easy to just give it's easy to just give the ring back like or it's not keep it. or keep <laughs> it or or keep it and then sell it um <laughs> for me it's the emotional intelligence like that i felt that one i was like in regards to being with someone that I decide that I'm going to be with you, you put a ring on my finger and I'm and we plan on walking down the aisle and being together for the rest of our lives, it's important for you to know how to treat me emotionally and how I know how to treat you and how we know how to deal with each other's like attitudes yeah. and knowing like when to have these conversations and when to like step back, give each other a break and then let's come back and let's talk about this civilly. Because my one and only relationship... <laughs> My one and only engagement. <laughs> we talked about having kids and continuing school and what we wanted to do with our careers. And we most definitely saw ourselves getting married to one another. Like, we had future goals set in regards to, like, buying a house and me going to grad school. Like, he was ready to go to L.A. with me. Like, we were determined to make our relationship work regardless of everything that we had went through in the past. Mm -hmm. But it got to a point where we were no longer aligned when things weren't starting to go his way. And I also feel like because of... The age that we were in, this is like 20, 21, 22 years old. When things weren't happening as fast as he would have liked them to, in okay. regards to him being impatient to what he wanted his career to be and where he thought that he would be, and he just started to result to do things that weren't in benefit for the future goals that we had initially talked about. Mm -hmm. So just kind of like, that. this is not what we said. And like, why is this changing? And then he no longer wanted to consult me in regards to what he wanted to do even though it was supposed to be involving both of us so as a result our communication started to fail 
and ultimately our relationship ended and I was in deep like I was legitimately like researching trying to plan the wedding and it was up to the point where the engagement party was already set to happen Mm -hmm. I believe that (laughs) everything happens for a reason and I honestly don't believe it was meant for me to be married at that time both of us needed to take time to understand who we were supposed to be as adults. Granted, we were growing together, but we hadn't had that experience. We had an idea of where we wanted to go, but we didn't talk about finances. We weren't guided in those things. We didn't talk about credit scores. We didn't talk about paying off my financial aid Mm -hmm. and the school debt that I had. And those are all things that's important because that's going to impact him too. Mm -hmm. You know, like even as far as like if somebody has had their own children, and you get married, and that person is on child support. Now you marry them, you on child support too, right? That, you know they're gonna <laughs> put y'all money together and then say, "Oh, you just went from having to pay two fifty a month for your child to a thousand dollars a month because y'all joint um, salary is y'all can pay that, right?" Because we so. were having small issues to the point where it's like, "I let you hold my card and you use it, and I check my account, but you didn't tell me that you used my card." it's not ours it's still mine we're Mm -hmm. not married and if we were even if we were married i would still expect you to let me know like hey i need to use this card for this like the communication is important so i know for a fact that our communication was very lax it was not as strong as it needed to be for us to even consider being married i know for a fact that i would like to build with someone at some point um but like i said before it's not my main focus when it happens it'll happen i'm just going with the flow And letting things flow as they may because I know that by the time someone does officially want to take me off the market and put a ring on it, it will be worth the wait. So whether I just happen to be 32 or 35, God willing, it's not that long. But (laughs) if it does just happen to be until I'm 35, then hey, I'll just happen to be 35. But I know I'm going to end up with someone that is worth the wait up until that point. So while I'm working on myself, I pray that... Whoever my future husband's supposed to be, he's working on himself also. So when we meet and align, it'll be perfect timing. And I will have no doubt that this is the person that is meant for me to be with. Granted, we'll still have our disagreements and our arguments, but we'll have ways to communicate and talk those things out. And it won't be a doubt in either one of our minds. Like, okay, you know what? This is the person I'm meant to be with, and I know how to handle their emotions and their attitude. And I know how you know, they need to be cared for. Like, that's what's important. So I may have only made it through stages one to three, technically kind of four because I was engaged. But by the time I make it all the way to four all over again, it'll be worth it. Because I know dating, it makes me cringe. I want to find a better word, but it's just the fact of knowing that, okay, I'm getting, I get to know you and I'm going through all these months of like, okay, is this really who you are? Mm-hmm. Like, just going through all of these stages and meeting your friends and meeting your family. And then I'm like, by the time I do all of that, are you the person I'm supposed to be with? Just because you introduced me to your friends and family don't really mean, don't mean anything. Yeah, it's just they kinda... lie for you, too. Right. So, it's just like, oh, my gosh. It's just. But it's, just... It's, a, it's give and take. Um, And it's something that, like, it is scary. Like, even though I said earlier that I'm, there's something that I'm ready for. But it's scary um, because you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um. If you're really serious about it, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing, be willing to put yourself out there. And then at the same time, if you end up meeting somebody who's a facade and they're just trying to win you over for whatever reason, just know that you gave your best. And right. just pay attention to when there are red flags and there are yield signs that you pay attention to that and not pay attention to the infatuation of it all. And that's where I say that I grew um, and I noticed that growth um, within myself because I would like just look past the red the red flags and everything and just be like you know that's fine it's just one red flag mm-hmm. opposed to just listening to it and then saying yo is this something that I can deal with right dating is the ghetto but it's up to you if you're gonna make it out that's right. a quote that from right my, uh, from <laughs> but you thing. know what it's me being cautious of wasting my time. You never know if you want to. That's what I'm saying. That's why I know in the first or second date, it's just kind of like, I'm not taking this chance. You are, you get, you're giving me a vibe that doesn't, damn it, I can't think of the word. Not resonating. That wasn't the word, but you're not, um, it's not a vibe that I like. That's not what I want to say, but I just know based off our conversation that I should cut this off. (laughs) 
Well, it's, it's like I said, it's give and take. You never know what you're going to get. And once you find that person or that man finds you, just like you said earlier, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to our next topic. It's scenario time. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? Hey. I just have one question. Yes. When you're at home, do you dance like that too when you're singing it? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, yes, like, I do. She about to hit me. You got a problem with my dancing? You got a problem with my arms flaring while I'm into it? Hey, watch for the arms. Yeah, really. Watch I got it. them like I got them noodle arms to be on the car lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for today's scenario, Moni and I were reviewing some stories from Glamour magazine, and this one goes a little something like this: This guy and his girl have been. Seeing one another, just kicking it. Literally, just kicking. Hey, just kicking. Like, just playing. Like, no boo thing, no bae, no boyfriend, girlfriend. Just kicking it and having sex. So, in her eyes, they were F buddies that just hung out sometimes, Netflix and chill, etc. So, one day, the guy was having a family gathering and he invited her to come. She was like, no biggie, I'm going to go, you know. We just, we just chilling or whatever. While she was at the family event, um, she was, like, alone in a little section of the house by herself. But, like, in a big room. But she wasn't, like, standing near him or anything. And a cousin came over and was like, hey, girl, how you doing? Are you having a good time? Blah, blah, blah. X, Y, and Z. They're having a conversation. Oh, by the way, I'm going to make up a fake name. How long have you been dating Ricky? And the girl was like, dating Ricky? We not dating? And then the cousin was like, well, he just introduced you to us as the girlfriend. So the girl looked over at Ricky, and Ricky, like, did a little head nod and <laughs> smile, like, yeah. So she was like, she looked back at the cousin, and she was like, oh, well, I guess a couple of minutes then. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was the end of that story. So basically, in the girl's eyes, they were just F buddies, but in Ricky's eyes, that was his girl. So the takeaway from that is, Basically, don't be afraid to have those conversations with one another. Yeah. Um, people, you know, it's, it's always three sides to each story. And you might think that you're just kicking it with somebody. They might think that you're their lover or whatever. Just to have clarity because nobody wants to, like, go on and be unsure of what's going on. Just it's those intention questions that matter. It's those foreshadowing or what do you foresee with us wait but what's the three sides so you got his side her side what's the third side and the truth (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) but yeah that's that that's that scenario girl like i i can't imagine me in that situation like i I don't even think i would say that was funny like it was a couple of minutes i guess but I was like, I think I need to speak to Ricky real quick. Right. Like, I, you know, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, how would I respond? Like, yeah. I'd be like, where's your restroom? Real, like, I was like, we definitely, I was like, well, me and Ricky going to have to talk about that because we have not had that discussion as of yet. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm just imagining myself in this situation and I, I like if Ricky look over at me like yeah I will I'm like ma'am uh, me and Ricky I'm gonna get back to you on that because <laughs> I, I can't say yeah like you we didn't have a discussion I didn't agree that I was your girlfriend so we need to sit down and talk about right, this just because like, you brought me to a family event <laughs> yeah don't automatically make me your girl but even even whatever the situation is that he said that like I still feel like we need to have a one-on-one sit down like okay what are we? And I know typically girls get labeled for bringing that up um, all the time, but you're just not going to just pop up and say, oh, that's my girl. Like, I, I am really. Uh, right, you want me to give up all I these good qualities? Other, I didn't even tell my other bulls that I thought boyfriend. Like, <laughs> you messing up my game. Hold up. When, when is our anniversary? Like, uh, <laughs> is that? <laughs> like, you must have decided this when I was asleep. Like, <laughs> you ain't really? talk to me. This is in your dreams. This is a dream right now. Okay, now I'm caught up. Okay, we dreaming. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. All 
All right, first up for announcements, we have our September question of the month. Yes, y'all, we are in September. Ooh. We are in September. Shout out to the Virgos. Yes. I guess they can get a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but our September question of the month is what is your ideal first date that's it it can be as simple or extravagant as you may want it to be all you have to do is answer on our website as a member and you will automatically be entered to win a prize and if you also answer on our Instagram and you're a member you'll automatically be entered in twice twice all right, next up, our next announcement is our Spotify playlist slash our Wednesday vibes. Every Wednesday, well, most Wednesdays, Simone and I battle it out um, with a quote and a song that we will post up on our Instagram stories and allow you, our followers, to vote who has the best vibe of the week. And the winning song will be added to our Spotify playlist. So make sure you follow our Spotify playlist. It's Love Loud Vibes. L-O-V-E-L-O-U-D-D Vibes. Ooh, that sounds like Is the like vibes a, with an S or a Z? It's with an S. Okay. Vibes with an S. Vibes with an S. <laughs> All right. And next up, we want to make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Oh, yes. To our YouTube channel, which has many videos. It also has our podcast on there. Mm -hmm. um, our answers for our question of the month and many, many more. So if you are not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do that. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what platform to use. But if you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple, Apple, you know, we're on several Maybe, platforms. Right, even on Anchor, you can listen straight from there too. Yeah, so just tell a friend, a tell a friend, a tell a friend. They might be like, yo, I can't download Spotify. That's okay. You got different platforms. Right, you have different platforms. Ain't no excuse. Even YouTube, we even put them on YouTube. There's no excuse as to why they can't listen, okay? So thank you all for tuning in to us today, listening to episode nine. Yes. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will be back in two weeks. Yes, we will. Ooh, I like this. Oh, being in person and doing a podcast episode. Don't Welcome. it make it feel good? Welcome to that best city, Brick City, Jersey. Until she comes to the better city, Oakland. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all. Talk to you soon, Lauren. Yeah, they'll hear our voices soon. In two you, weeks. You'll hear our voices soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>